I'm excited to be with you in many churches by way of this video, and we're going to be taking up a topic that I believe is of interest to uh, most all Christians and many, many people who are not yet believers. The question is, what happens to you after you die? And we're going to look at four lessons in this. Our first lesson is going to look at key Bible passages to answer the question, what happens to you after you die? So let's jump right into some scriptures. First, I want to take you to Genesis chapter 2, Genesis 2, 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat from it you shall surely die. This tells us there was no such thing as death before Adam and Eve fell into sin. They didn't know what death was. They never saw death, and of course they themselves had never died. And so one of the key passages here is that uh, Genesis 2, 16 and 17 teach us that, de that death is a consequence of sinning. And then staying in Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 to 21 give us the account of the fall and uh, the aftermath of the fall. Genesis 3, 8, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of thee in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? And the man said, The woman thou gavest to be with me, she gave me from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you more than all cattle, more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and, the du and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, he shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain you shall bring forth children. Yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat from it, Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, because from it you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Now the man called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all the living. And the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. So what we're seeing as we consider what happens to a person after they die is that death is a consequence of sin and that there are different types of death. In scripture, death always means separation. Physical death is the separation of the soul and the spirit from the person's body. That's physical death. When we go to the funeral home or we come to the church, it's just the body that is in the casket or the cremated remains of the body that's in the urn. The soul and the spirit have separated in physical death 
and are no longer with that deceased body. Going further, we see that this separation or this death as a consequence of sinning is um, further talked about in Romans. And in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, we read this. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. This verse is teaching us that because Adam fell into sin with his wife Eve and God struck them with the physical death component of judgment, that that dying process, that inevitability of physically dying due to sin has passed along to all of Adam and Eve's descendants right down on to us. So physical death is a separation of the soul and the spirit from the body. There's another kind of death. The other kind of death is spiritual death. Spiritual death also occurred in Eden. Spiritual death is the separation from an otherwise living human being from God due to sin. So spiritual death is the separation of a soul, spirit, and body not yet forgiven by Christ and with respect to a relationship with God. We can be spiritually dead while being physically alive. Maybe some persons that you know uh, do not know Christ as Savior. They're healthy, they're happy seemingly, they're going on with their lives, but God says they're spiritually dead. They're separated from God by their sin. In Ephesians 2, 1, it says, for you were dead in your trespasses and sins. So what we're seeing is that physical and spiritual death are the, the reality due to sin. Now, the next thing I want to teach you about in, with respect to physical death is that physical death is the separation of the soul from the body. We've said that already, but let me take you to a couple more verses. James chapter 2, verse 26. For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. So it's clearly teaching that when a person's body is absent of the person's spirit, that is physical death. There are three kinds of death associated with the penalty and consequence of sin. Physical death is a separation of the soul and spirit from the body. We go to the church and see the body in the casket or in the cremation urn, but the soul and spirit are no longer with that body. That's physical death. Spiritual death is when an otherwise living person is separated from a true and meaningful relationship with God due to their sin, not yet being paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we have people that are physically alive that are spiritually dead, separated, sin-blocked to a relationship with God because Christ has not become their Lord and Savior. The third kind of death, the third aspect of death is eternal death. Eternal death is when the resurrected body resurrected soul and resurrected spirit of one person reunite to go into the afterlife eternally separated from God's presence in a literal place which the Bible calls hell. So there's death is a paycheck for being a sinner. There is physical death, there is spiritual death, and there is eternal death. In Hebrews 9 verse 27, it tells us that 
there is only one time that a person dies uh, physically. There's only one time that a person dies eternally. There are not reincarnations. There are not um, multiple chances at salvation. So in Hebrews 9, verse 27, it says, And inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once, to die once, and after this comes judgment. So this speaks to a lot of things. It speaks to the fact that um, there is no second chance after death. There's no purgatory. There's no karma to burn off. There's no multiple lives like, as the reincarnationists teach. But there's one death. When you die physically, that's the time you die physically. And then you are going to face Christ as judge. Along the same lines that there is no second chance after death is a parable that Jesus taught. And it's in Luke chapter 16. It's a very interesting parable. And it tells us things we really need to know as we go through this life and contemplate the eventuality of, of death. And in Luke chapter 16, beginning at verse 19 and reading through verse 31, listen to Jesus' story. Now there was a certain rich man, and he habitually dressed in purple and fine linen, gaily living in splendor every day. And a certain poor man named Lazarus was laid at his gate covered with sores, longing to be fed with the crumbs which were falling from the rich man's table. Besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. Now it came about that the poor man died, and he was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in the water and cool off my tongue, for I'm in agony in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your life you received good things and likewise Lazarus bad things, but now he is being comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us, there is a great chasm fixed in order that those who wish to come over from here to you may not be able, and that none may cross over from there to us. And he said then, I beg you, Father, that you send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers. He may warn them, lest they also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. But he said, No, Father Abraham, if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone arises from the dead. There's so many things that Jesus teaches us in this story. He teaches us that there is a literal heaven and that there is a literal hell and that there is a fixed chasm. You can look at it as a canyon, a fixed canyon between the two places. There's a conscious awareness in both places. The man in paradise in Abram's bosom understood that he was at peace, at rest, at comfort. The man who was not in Abram's bosom understood he was in torment. He was being tortured by the flames and the heat. And he wanted to cross, cross the chasm from the 
place of hell to the place of heaven. There's no opportunity. And so then he says, then send someone back to my brothers who are still living on earth. They don't know about these issues. Send someone back and warn them that they could know what's after they die. And essentially, Abram says, no, that's not the point at all. The point is that they have Moses and the prophets, was, which was a, a technical way of saying the Old Testament scriptures. And Abram was saying, if people won't listen to the scriptures about what happens to them after they die, they won't even listen to somebody who actually comes back from the dead to give them the score. That is pretty serious. And so what we're seeing in these first uh, moments in our course is that there are key scripture passages that talk about death, why it happened as a consequence and punishment for sin, what it amounts to, it amounts to three kinds of separation. Separation of the soul and spirit from the body, which is physical death. Separation of a living person from a meaningful and true relationship with God due to a dead spirit within and due to unpaid for sin. And then there's the eternal concept of death. Eternal separation of the resurrected body, soul, and spirit as an entity from God, separation from God forever in a literal place that the Bible calls hell. I have a book I would like to uh, commend to your consideration to purchase. It is called uh, One Minute After You Die by Erwin Lutzer, who's a senior pastor at uh, Moody Church in Chicago. And in his characteristic way, Dr. Lutzer is uh, very accurate, biblical, clear, and concise. And just some of the things he'll talk about in this book are channeling, reincarnation, near-death experiences, soul sleep, your personality in an intermediate state, the death of infants, death by suicide, just wonderful topics that he, he expands in a way that I won't have time to do in this course uh, and gives us biblical perspective on some of these things that are around in our culture and maybe questions in your own minds. So again, uh, One Minute After You Die by Erwin Lutzer. Some other scriptures I'd like to leave for you to study as many churches after we shut off this lesson's video would be at James 1 verses 14 and 15, 2 Corinthians 5 verses 1 through 9, 2 Timothy 4 verse 6, Luke 23 verse 46, Revelation 2 verse 11 as compared with Revelation 21 verse 8, Revelation 20, verse 14. These are some of the key New Testament passages on death, on what happens to you after you die. Enjoy your time together with your uh, mini church folks and with your co-leaders, and I'll be interested to know what you'll learn from these other verses that I've assigned you to look at in mini churches. God bless.